Welcome to I'm Game by Fred Croner. Today, I'm joined by Hall of Fame basketball coach John Spasia. His uh, resume is about a mile long. Uh, he started out coaching high school basketball, uh, was over at Daveville Area Community College for over two decades, won a national championship there, uh, coached the team professionally in England, uh, uh, coached the Antigua uh, national team, and now for the last four years has been back in Vermilion County uh, coaching La Salette, uh, which is just south of, uh, of Georgetown. Coach, welcome. Well, Fred, it's good to see the Hall of Famer. Don't forget, uh, you have a pretty good long resume yourself. And I know the people from Maine County and Danville all appreciate it. We've always appreciated Fred Croner. Well, it's been fun. I'll tell you that. So tell me, John, when, when you were growing up in Bismarck, did you see yourself as a future coach at, at that time? Or what, what kind of goals and ambitions did you have as a child? Well, Fred, I lived on a dairy farm, which we had a hundred head of dairy cattle. And uh, I looked at that time to either be a veterinarian or, or an accountant. My dad wanted to be an accountant. I was looking more like being a veterinarian because I, I enjoyed the animals. Uh, I, I guess there was a thing that was a, a, a break-even point. I was, uh, my dad had said, hey, you need to go out and and uh, go through these these uh, bean rows or corn rows with the uh to make sure there's no weeds and stuff. I was on the tractor and, and at that time, it's not like it is today, Fred. It, you know, it had no, uh, uh, there was no uh, uh, radios, there was no cab on it. Uh, and he said, no, you can't take that transistor radio with you and listen to the ball game where you do it because you'll run over some cornrows and we'll, we'll do something. So I said, well, this is pretty boring. I said, I need to think about something else to do. And, um, so it came up, uh, you know, my family's been very athletic. Uh, my dad was a recreation director in Westville um, <clears throat> back in the 30s and 40s. And, and uh, always, there's always about sports, talking about sports. My brother played sports. So I, that's how we kind of got started and thinking about coaching. And, um, and I had nephews that lived on a farm with me. And so I started doing things with them. That's how I kind of really got started in the coaching. And I had a couple of coaches. Uh, Jimmy Park and and uh, John Bullock and Larry Little, and those guys. Uh, I saw what they're doing. I thought there was a, they had an impact on uh, people's lives, and and I, I like the teaching part of it, especially with my nephews uh, and a niece, uh, a couple of nieces that, that you know we did stuff. Uh, you know, my nephew Gary, who's in the wheelchair, was you know he's a pretty good hurdle coach. Well, that's how he started. I built a hurdle for him and and would I'd put a little golf ball on it and he'd knock it off and we'd run him around the house and my mom and dad would sit and watch it that was their the big entertainment so that I guess that's how it kind of started with those guys and my nephew Mike who ended up being a pretty good athlete played at Morehead State um, in Minnesota uh, we were close in age so I would do stuff with him and take him to camps and all that so it, that's kind of where it all started it really was started back being a veterinarian or an accountant I don't think I did either one of those two things, but I, you know, that's how I got started with it. What, what's kept you going for so long? Uh, you've been going for what, close to 50 years now, right? Uh, let's say I started in 1972 or three. Uh, I hate to say this, Fred, but I asked uh, Bruce Furchild not long ago and, and Shep, I said, I'm not sure this is a great record, but I may be the oldest basketball, high school basketball coach in the, state of Illinois, I'm sure there's probably some research out there, but um, I, I think, Fred, I think it, it comes down to, I enjoy the teaching part of it. I enjoy uh, seeing uh, players get better. 
Um, you know, I still do a, a lot of things in the, in the Caribbean and across the, the world. Uh, I think that's what drives me. It gives, you know, I think when you get older, you always, I always tell people when you're tired, uh, going out and just playing golf or doing those things, it's never tripped my trigger. Uh, but to going into the gym and, and, and helping somebody with a shooting workout or making them better always has always intrigued me. And it's always motivated me. So, uh, you know, I study the game uh, just about every day. And as you grow up uh, and play college basketball, play high school sports, I thought I knew everything when I got out of college. I'm sure all of us have been that when you're 22, 23 years old. And you know what? To this day, I tell them, I said, you know, as much as I study it, I still don't know everything there is to know. So, yeah, I, I, that's what keeps me going is enjoying it. And then if I can help them get into college, that's even better. So let's talk a little bit about La Salette. Uh, I know you, you guys will be in the St. Joe tournament a little bit later on this year, St. Joe Ogden. Uh, La Salette's an all-boys boarding school located just south of, of Georgetown and uh, a historic year coming up. It's going to be your first year in the Illinois High School Association. Talk about what all it's taken to, to get from that point where you're now a, a full IHSA member. Well, Fred, uh, you know, sometimes you ask me these questions. I know I'm going to be coughing donuts, but there is a whole history to this whole thing. Uh, Notre Dame La Salette uh, was uh, uh, a Catholic uh, retreat at one time, and, and the priests were there. This goes back to the 1940s at one time. If you know the history of it, Olivet, originally where Olivet University is in Bradley, that's, that's where it was there. And I think it burned down, they moved to Bradley Bourbonnet. Well, uh, the Catholics took that over and my dad and my brother, my brother and uh, played basketball at St. Paul's in Westville and played in that gym. And I could tell you, Fred, um, I couldn't tell you how many people have said, yeah, on Sundays, every, we'd go and play there with the priests on Sundays at La Salette. Now you gotta remember now, back then, uh, they had wooden backboards and, <laughs> and the walls were a little bit closer. Um, so, you know, Father McMahon and that group uh, uh, bought that. I want to say it's now going on 15 years they've had it. And, I mean, they've done a fantastic job, Fred. I, I know you haven't been there in a little bit, but they've expanded the north wall. Uh, they have, uh, you know, have another auxiliary gym that has six baskets, uh, two beautiful uh, rugby fields. So... And they had been in a, what they want to call a, an associate member, maybe, right. uh, with the IHSA, where they could, you know, they, first they could play games with IHSA teams, but they couldn't play in the shootouts or the, you know, the tournaments. Uh, they couldn't definitely play in the IHSA state tournament. And, and I got to know Father McMahon, had been back in 2007, because I went to see the gym uh, uh, and see what they had done. I'd heard about it probably 25 years before that. Uh, Donnie Hackman and I went there to do, a, you know, see if we could do a basketball camp in there. And then I can tell you, walked in, what is now called the Coliseum, and the floor was like a, like a wave up and down and birds were flying out of the ceiling. And the second time I went to see that was back to, like I said, 2007. The floor was as nice as it was at Dan Blair Community College. It had banners every Well, you've been there, you know, it had banners every place and the nice uh, navy blue. And I go, 
this is like I could I could have swore I walked into that place and I could I could almost see Gene Hackman going that's when we're ah. it was just a so it was a progress from father and you got to give Father McMahon and his family a lot of credit that's how that started and, they, and his brother had been in construction they did a lot of work there and the, the society the Catholic Society uh, you know obviously there's money there. Um, that they redid all that. And uh, they went from, you know, just playing some IHSA teams to then getting to play, uh, you know, in some of the tournaments. And now last year, well, it's been two years ago, I invited uh, Kurt Gibson to come to a game. Unfortunately, it was a Paxton game, which <laughs> wasn't very good for us, but <laughs> you've been there with the Coliseum Crazies and the kids sing the national anthem um, they, they cheer uh, the whole time, um, and that kind of set the stage for getting into the uh, state tournament series. And so, of course, the COVID hit, and uh, we did some work, Father Sick and I, and uh, uh, Jason uh, Lanthier is now the strength and conditioning guy and our rugby coach, did some work. And so let's see if we can get into the, in the state tournament series. And that's how it started for not just basketball, but, you know, the other sports. We have a cross-country team that you know, competed. And um, that's how, uh, you know, it, it grew from there. We did a, a Zoom with Craig Anderson and Kurt, and um, we sent them a video of a day in the life of a student at uh, Notre Dame La Salette. And we, you know, we do all the, the academic stuff. We have a, a chess team. So it was a whole, it wasn't just basketball. It was the basketball got us into it, but, but the other parts of it were really important to Father Sick and, and the group. And so the you know, the IHSA board of directors said, hey, this is, uh, even though it's a boarding school, um, very similar to um, Mooseheart. Mm, sure. You know, they're, they belong to the IHSA. I think LaSalle, Peru, uh, St. Bede is, there's like, there's like four or five of them in the state, which I, after doing research, I uh, did some. I think there was another Aurora, maybe uh, military and, and so forth. Uh, but anyway, that's how it got started. And we got into, they granted us to, to do all that. And we, we crossed all the T's and dotted the I's. And uh, this Here year, we are. yeah, first year we get to play. And Fred, I, I think from, and again, I'm going to say this selfishly, um, where I've been, usually, you know, at the end of the season, you got something to look forward to, be it the national tournament at Danville or, or like, the thing with Antigua or any of those other places, you look for, you kind of build everything towards the end of the season. And for Lost Lad, unfortunately, uh, you know, they kind of bounced around and did some stuff uh, 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 with some Christian school tournaments and everything else, but it wasn't the same. I said, guys, it's not the same. I said, and then lo and behold, uh, the HSA moves to Champaign and that really lit up my fire. So, you know what, well, that motivated. Let's get, let's see if we can get our guys into it. And, and we did. You know, you, you talk about some of your early memories when you walked into the, into the gym there. I remember the first few years that Lost Sled offered basketball, they still had the wooden backboard. So yeah. <laughs> that changed, but I mean, talk, talk about uh, historic. I mean, they were probably the only school in the state at that time that, that had that. Well, uh, you're, you're exactly right, and and of course that's 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 gone away. And the wall was close, you know. The one you know, the south wall is still fairly close, but you're right, uh, Fred. It just um, you know for the people out there, 
you know, it's uh, one of the, you just have to go to the game, go to the game and experience like, it's like Hoosiers. I mean, you go back and uh, it's, it, I don't want to say old school basketball, but it's that same, you know, the gym probably seats, I don't know, 800 to 1,000. And you get them in there and it's what, what you and I, I hate to say it, Fred, I don't want to make you seem old, but, but, that's, I am. What, <laughs> but that's the way it used to be where you came on a Friday night or a Saturday and the gym's packed and, and, and it's just unbelievable atmosphere. And that's what sometimes because of expansion and everything else that we kind of miss that. Well, and the thing about it, I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the, the student body being there and constantly cheering. Uh, but the thing I really took note of is how respectful they are. Uh, when the other team is shooting a free throw, they don't make a sound. So it's not like, they're, you know, they're, they're cheering all the time and trying to, uh, uh, you know, unnerve the other team when they're, when they're shooting a free throw. It's very respectful. Well, that's, that's, that goes with the philosophy that Father McMahon and Father Sick believe, you know, they're, they're, and that's why I'm there. I wouldn't go on any place else. Uh, uh, maybe we get a chance. I'll tell a little bit of that story, but you're right. And they, they do that. In fact, I just had a meeting yesterday with, because they have a, a senior that's the head of the Coliseum Crazies. And we, we sit down and talk about it and some things they want to do. Um, and they are, they're very, and not only that, Fred, I think the thing that impressed me too was when you walked into a game the young men were there in a suit and tie and they agreed, hey, thank you. And then when you left, they were there to say, thank you for coming. Um, I, I just in this day and age, I think that's really important. And I think that's the, uh, that's the philosophy that, that Father Sick has in the, the academy that uh, they're trying to build young men, try to do it the right. Are they, and they're not behavioral problem kids. People always ask me that. Uh, are these kids behavioral problem kids? No, they're... They're kids that from all over that, you know, their 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 parents believe in the Catholic uh, faith, and and uh, not all of them are Catholic, by the way. But they they want their young people to have uh, some foundation in this day and age, and they do. Uh, no cell phones. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they I guess they can use a cell phone on on a weekend to call the folks, and no TV. But uh, we've had. Players, I had one that stayed with us a couple of times, Manny Garcia, and, and then uh, here lately, uh, host, uh, Jesus Ortiz. And my stepdaughter asked me, so, well, yeah, you get used to not having that cell phone. You get it later, and it says, and basically, we get Thanksgiving off some of them. They get a fall break. They go back to see their families. They go home for Christmas, and then they have a spring break, and then they also go home for the summer. They're home for the summer. So, really, Actually, oh, they, they do have quite a bit of, uh, of, of time with their families, not like you think, but while they're there, they're, the time is, is pretty well marketed by, uh, you know, by the academy, and then they have pretty good structure of how things go throughout the day, yet, yet there's time for them to, to play and do other things. Sure. So I want to ask for, for you personally, Coach, how tough was it to go back to high school coaching after you'd been at the junior college level, you'd coached a professional team, you'd coached the men's national team at Antigua. How, how tough to go back to the high school game? Well, it, that's a, you know, Fred, that's a very, very, very good question. And I don't want to be long-winded with it, but uh, that's the same thing I asked Father McMahon. I said, when this happened, 
I, I had no intention to go back and coach high school basketball. Okay. And I went to visit him and we were going to do a camp there. And, and he says, well, coach, yeah, you, we'll do a camp. And after I got him doing this camp for him, he said, coach, I'm so busy. I, I'm trying to raise money, do things for the academy. Would you coach a team? I go, I go, um, I go, Father McMahon, I haven't coached high school kids in 20, uh, uh, other than our camps, obviously. Uh, I said, I haven't ho- coached high school kids in 20 some years. He says, you, you sure you want me to go do this? I said, and I had to really think about it, Fred. Uh, uh, because of the intensity and uh, it, it, when you're dealing with the college guys, those guys are on their own and uh, you've got them 24 seven. And um, it, it's, a, it's a different mentality. And my language, my, uh, how I approach things with them had to be different. Um, so it was, yeah, it, it, I, it, the, the coaching part. The other thing is, is uh, I thought the other part was tough when you go back to high school is I had a lot of things going for me at Denver Community College. I had, you know, it was AD, we had a gym, a very nice gym, a couple of assistants. Uh, and if I wanted to coach for, you know, practice for two hours or we went to practice on Saturdays or Sundays, there's no restrictions. Uh, where lots of their time is so, you know, so restricted, you you got about an hour and 45 minutes to put everything in. And then now the nice part is you can practice on Saturdays and Sundays there. Um, so it, it was, yeah, it was, there's a lot of different moving parts. I don't know if that makes sense to you as a coach. Um, and, and again, uh, not playing at the end of the season was, it bothered me. That's why I only stayed for a year. Um, yeah, it was different, but I did see things that, uh, I guess really had to do when I went to Westville and helped Jeff and, uh, and Guy Goodlove, Jeff Nelson and Coach Goodlove. Uh, there's something to be said for that. And that's why I went back to Milford because of those guys and Steve Tedder on that group. So yeah, it's, uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I don't miss the travel all over the country. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was, it was a change. Uh, get your thoughts on a couple things uh, going on in, in high school basketball or maybe going on. Uh, one is the possibility of a shot clock, and then the other is the uh, state tournament series returning to Champaign-Urbana. Could you uh, offer your thoughts on, on each of those topics, please? Yeah, the shot clock, I, I had this conversation with Darrell Robinson. You know, Darrell played for me. Uh, I, I think, well, we know that why the clock has been brought in, because they want to speed up the game, and, and, you know, that's why they went to college. And remember, Fred, they went from 45 seconds at the college level, and then the 35 and maybe it's down to 30. And I'm not sure that anybody in the state of Illinois has coached all those different shot clock issues. And then you go to FIBA, when I coached uh, the Antigua team and, and the pro team, it's a 24 second shot clock. So those are all changes in your coaching philosophy and everything else that you have to get with. I think at this level, and I said this to Darrell, when you're talking about 1A and 2A basketball, most of those teams have guys, they got one or two good players. If maybe you get three. Uh, and if, uh, if you with the clock, what happens is, and we've seen this happen, 
and this I'm going to relate to Tony Bennett and Dick Bennett because Dick Bennett used to be a guy we, we've got stuff we do a lot of philosophy things that he did when he was at Wisconsin uh, Green Bay and at the University of Wisconsin and uh, a lot of pressure in the basketball line well make it short as I can is that he went to the, what they call the pack defense for almost like a zone and if you remember uh, Rick Patino and of course obviously in Syracuse uh, Beheim plays his own and what I think is going to happen is that people are going to start doing that. Well, at the collegiate level, you, you recruit and in the pro level, you recruit. I mean, those guys recruit are paid and they're very good athletes and all pretty much can shoot the basketball for the most part. Well, you get at the one, eight, two level. That's not the case. And I think you can really see some bad basketball because uh, guys will pack it in and, uh, I'm not sure that's that's a good thing. I, I know what uh, some of the philosophy is. Hey, if I got better athletes, I can speed you up. Well, yes and no. <laughs> and I just had this conversation with Jay Harrington. He beat uh, who was in Mineral Area, and men, he just packed. You know, they played man to man, but just packed inside and made him shoot from the outside. They won. They beat a team that maybe they shouldn't have beat. And I, and I did that when I was at Danville. So I remember a game of Kankakee, same thing. Uh, we were down 18 in the second half. We went to the, we call three-point defense. We came from 18 down one by seven because they just passed the ball around the outside of the perimeter and jacked up shots. And, you know, we had runouts and, you know, went back and forth. That's, that's what people haven't figured out about the shot clock. And now the IHSA, Fred, I'm old, I'm old traditional guy. I'd love to have it back in shape. As far as I'm concerned, I think that's where it needs to be. Uh, nothing against Peoria. What they did was good with the fan thing and the, the auxiliary gym and all everything they had. But there's nothing like the assembly hall, the State Farm Center. I mean, uh, uh, and I go all the way back when it was at Huff Gym. I mean, it's uh, that's it's the center of the state. It's the main university in the University of Illinois. And you go back and, you know, Coach Gordon and I have lunch probably, oh, I don't know, a couple of times a month and we talk about it. And uh, that's where it needs to be. The, the format they're going to have will be interesting, which is kind of like Indiana's format where you bring, you know, I think Indiana just brings the, the four classes in. Uh, now, Indiana or Illinois is going to bring in, correct me, I think they're going to bring four teams in of each class, I believe. So Fred, if you go back, if you go back, uh, back in the 50s, that's what they did. And Georgetown, I, I was way too young then, but Georgetown played in the Sweet 16. Well, there wouldn't be the Sweet 16. 16 teams came to, to the, uh, came to Huff. So you kind of go, <laughs> kind of going back in history to right. what they did back in the 50s. You bring 16 teams to Champaign-Urbana. If I'm Champaign-Urbana, what a great plus. I mean, unbelievable uh, from a, you know, sports tourism issue. Uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Is the place going to be packed? I don't know. That's going to be a good question. And the atmosphere we saw, you know, when you had the class A tournament, place was packed. When you hit, I can remember Gene Gorley's team playing Chicago King in the semifinals and there's basically 15 or 16,000 people there. Right. Um, so 
I hope it gets to that. That's what is basketball. I'd like to see in basketball. That's why I'm at Los Alamos. It's just you want you want people to be in the facility and enjoy and, and the whole nuances of it. All right. Well, Coach, unless you have anything else, I won't take any more of your time today. Uh, good luck to the Los Alamos Lions this year. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you the game somewhere down the road. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Coach? Well, uh, our schedule is going to be an interesting when we play. <laughs> Because we're not in the league, we play at the Topper Classic, play Bismarck Kenning, ironically, Bismarck Kenning right off the bat, I, uh, where I graduated from. And then we go to St. Joe, and I think we go to Watsika, where uh, <laughs> uh, of the, all those games, there's like four or five of those that are our former assistants at Milford, Dave Caldwell. We're going to play them three times. I said, David, I don't know how I – you got me roped into playing you three times now. Some of this in tournament play. And then Schlarman, uh, John Craig, I think, is coaching the varsity team. Uh, John helped us out when I was at Schlarman. And you go to Westville, and there's Zach Patterson that helped me for several years. And then uh, I guess I'm not very smart because then I'm going to play Danville High School with Darrell Robinson and, and that group. So, <laughs> so that, that's kind of – and I like that. I mean, I don't know if I like it, but – it's sometimes a little tough when you've got to go against your former assistants and former players because, uh, you know, you, you want to beat them and you don't, <laughs> you don't want them to beat you. So, but at the end, it's, it, it is fun uh, to do that. But I think that's the other part of it. Uh, and then for the kids, I really, for the kids, I think it's really important, not, not just our basketball players that uh, we saw in cross country. I can see a different spirit in them that they're really, really looking forward. And they, they have I now a little more connection uh, with the community. Uh, I know they're doing some stuff uh, uh, with some people in Georgetown, the sign balls and so forth. And they're just, they, they, they're more in tune to what's around them. Um, you know, they, they'll ask, well, you know, how's sign ball doing in Georgetown or how so-and-so Burnett's doing at Westville or, or the Milford kids. Uh, so they're more in tune. They're looking forward to that. So I think that's that's all a part of it. Uh, uh, and people uh, in the community will look at it. But I also told them, look, <laughs> these are based on seating. I mean, this isn't, well, yeah, we're gonna, we lost this great. Their kids sing and all that. No, no, no. But now it's, you come to Los Angeles, uh, we, we got to beat them. And we have to beat them because it boils down to the end of the season who's going to be seated at the highest and where they're going to go in the tournament. I said, it's, you don't quickly understand. It's a different ball game now. So That's for sure. Yeah. All right. We've been talking today to Hall of Fame basketball coach John Spazio, who's back in uh, high school coaching at La Salette, uh, just south of Georgetown, fourth year back there. Uh, coach, we wish you the best of luck this year. Fred, thank you very much. And I, I hope if you ever get a chance for all the people out there just to come to one game, not because of me, but because of the kids and they sing the national anthem, they cheer the right way, as you mentioned. Uh, and it's, it's a wholesome at, uh, atmosphere that you just, you'll, you'll walk away and say, hey, this is the way high school sports was. And, and it is at La Salette. Thanks, Fred. It's an unforgettable experience. No doubt about that. Thanks, coach. All right, thank you, Fred.